Welcome back to Big Facts No Cap, the only show that's number one with Twitch streamers and girls who drive Daddy's Beamer. Let's get into it, y'all. Big Facts No Cap Big Facts No Cap No Cap Big Facts No Cap Big Facts No Cap No Cap Big Facts No Cap No cap. Adrian, so I assume you're in bad spirits because of Man U's humiliating loss to the uh, Tottenham Kangaroos? Was that an opening day fixture? I didn't watch that. I don't really know who they played, but I, I think Man U lost. Or maybe it was the other man, but I think it was Man U. I think Man City won, so it must have been Man U. Gotcha. Which, um, they are in dire straits, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I think that's more of an Adam thing, though. Adam's gonna be sad about that. Or no, he became like a West Ham fan. He like... He started off mainstream and then decided, like, I'm going to pick a more hipster club to pick uh, to support. So why are you attacking Adam Which, like, right now? I, I mean, I'm just going to I'm just going to say, like, if, if you're picking like any team in the Prem, like, are you really picking like a hipster club? Like, come on. I know some people will do like the whole. Oh, can you tell me an analogy for like a baseball team? I would know like who are these teams, but I don't know baseball either. So could you do an analogy with like my favorite types of fast food chains? Who Man U is? Oh, fuck it. Man U is like, oh, God. Um. Burger King, Burger King, yeah. Like, maybe was, like, really big competing at the top level with McDonald's for a while, and now it's kind of like a slept-on thing, like, you know, it's kind of cool to be a Man U fan, you know, like, chicken sandwich is hot or whatever, but, like, literally we were competing for the same player, the Italian club that I follow, which is Champions of Italy, we were competing with, like, the lowest tier of English teams, because they make so much money from TV revenue, and, like, they get so much money that, like, the top Italian team is fighting with, like, an 18th place English team to try and get the same player because they just have money to splash. It's like, it, it like, there's no, there's mm. no, you can't be a prem. Them having money to, to like, splash in this analogy is whenever they put out those Burger King. Chicken fries. Oh, I was gonna say around the same era, though, when they put out the Xbox game of the Burger King racing at his motorcycle. Exactly. Exactly. You got and it. And the team that he switched to is that Adam uh, bandwagoned onto the hipster team. Which is still like West Ham, which like we were also like fighting for them for Vlahovic, not Vlahovic, we were fighting for them for Vlasic like last year and they won because they had more money. It's like, it's just, it's just the rich boy league. Oh, Britain. English boys get just, it's weird that Spain has dominated football for so long, which they also get a good amount of money, but also it's more like unevenly distributed. But yeah. So that's that's my uh, take on what you said about what I assume you saw on Twitter or something. No, I, I, people in real life were, were talking about Mania. I know people. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. So you were with, you were with the Gooners this, uh, this weekend? <laughs> yeah, I was with my Gooners. <laughs> Wait, is, is, Man U, is Man U really the team that are the Gunners and people call them Gooners? No, that's uh, Arsenal. Uh, Arsenal are the Gunners. Damn. As you can imagine from the name. Ah. Uh, the Gunners. Uh, another team that hasn't been good for a while. Yeah, that's why I'm a Liverpool fan. Hey, good, 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 good one to stick on to, man. <laughs> you know, as many people say, the good guys of soccer. <laughs> they don't have any rapists on their team. They don't have any people being canceled on their team. There's a wholesome team with a really charismatic coach. Oh, so they're the Wendy's of the soccer world. 100%, yeah. They're the they're the Dave, Dave Thomas of the uh, football world. Whereas AC Milan is like the Popeyes. I was gonna say, I'd who's say. the Clemson slash Chick Fil A of the soccer world? Like the really like they have like really creepy Wait, you vibes. Gave me, you gave me both. <laughs> you gave me both. Yeah, but I'm thinking of the soccer world, not of the football, oh, like, not okay. of the NCAA football world. Which team tries to sell itself as wholesome and family friendly, but there's it feels like a thin veneer over a really creepy and racist structure. Oh, that's uh, Leicester City. Leicester City, okay. Yeah. Man, I think this fast food in, to sports darlings. parallel is actually really working for me. I think this might be my inroads into liking sports. <laughs> it's it's my framework for understanding most of these things. Once we find you the Qdoba of football teams, <laughs> I think we got you. Ah, the football team that nobody's ever gone to one of their games, and you're kind of confused what it is, and you vaguely are like, I think it's a Moe's type thing. You're kind of like, my mom likes it, so like I think I need to like it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It's like that, yeah. But yeah, Paul, what's going on with you, Brad? What's, uh, what's, what's, uh... I went to a barbecue yesterday. That was really fun. But also, I'm very excited about the projector I set up in my room. It seems like a thing a 12-year-old would do with their free time, but it's been a fun time, man. I like having a projector in there. Did you set it up because, like, you're always, like, projecting things on other people? Or, like, mm -hmm. was it not metaphorical? Both. 
I think it was both metaphorical and it served a practical purpose of I no longer wanted a TV in there because it was taking up a lot of room. Which is usually what I go for. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, you know how sometimes you're trying to save time so you're having a conversation with the person in front of you and on the phone and you got to get b- b- the thing you say to work for both people? That's kind of how yeah, I yeah. am with I uh, metaphorical and physical additions to my life. Everything has to have a deeper meaning. My partner's on the phone and she's just like, um, just like, what, like, what are we? Is all I want to know. And I'm like, uh, turkey on rye? Is, uh, I'm trying to, <laughs> try to talk to the guy at the register as well. <laughs> extra mustard, extra pickles. Oh, so you guys are like in an exciting relationship, but you, you don't feel like it's really going to go anywhere long term. I get it. Yeah, exactly. You got it. I don't know why these ladies can't get it. I, I went to a wrestling show last night and uh, I was talking about how hot one of the dudes was. And Pierce was like, he's on the side of the ring. You can go shoot your shot right now. And all I had the courage to do was ask him for a selfie with me. But I was like, God damn. I was like, if I could get a mustard on ride with you, bro, I'm not going to lie. Damn, Adrian, you don't have an Instagram, right? That's when you ask them to tag you in an Instagram. And then you can DM them after they tag your Instagram. Come on, man. Keep up. Mm, I, I didn't even know that. I was like, uh, what's your kick? What's your... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> what's your myspace I, I didn't even know what to ask what's the uh it, what was it like a really professional event where they were a celebrity or was this like a very attainable no, relationship? amateur wrestling yeah uh, okay you should have mm. shoot your shot mm-hmm. next mm-hmm. time he didn't even win his bout though which is kind of like one of those things where you're like i mean come on you i know, need a winner it's kind of i need a bread winner and i need a winner winner <laughs> Uh, it's kind of gone out of style lately to talk about gaydars, and especially in this case, right, it would have to be some sort of- What are you talking about? I just developed a new gaydar and I'm trying to sell it to everybody. <laughs> but in this case, did you get the sense that he he swung at, at least both ways or was gay? No, no, he was very straight, I think. Th- this reminds me, I was very recently thinking about the concept of gaydars because I claimed to Izzy, and I don't know if this is a correct claim, but it feels right in my heart. I feel mm. like I have a good Zazem dar. I have a good NB dar. I think I can pretty quickly Ooh. get the sense if somebody's going to tell me their pronouns are they, them, or non-binary. Oh, interesting. Even if they kind of look femme or masculine. Did did you know that Demi Lovato was going to adopt they, them, and then go back to she, her? You know, I don't know. No, I guess that's proof against it, but I don't, maybe it doesn't, you know. I did you to, watch Camp Rock and you were like, oh, that's a they, them, back to she, her. <laughs> I need, I need the aura of the room, man. Come on. Okay, okay. I I need them to occupy the physical space that I'm in to kind of like get the sense for it. Did I tell you that uh, whenever your name came up on my uh, car screen, Tin asked why I put such a whimsical last name for you? <laughs> he was like, "Why did why did you put such a weird last name for Paul?" He oh he thought like you were just random key pressing. I guess so. Yeah, that's awesome. You know what, Tin. I'm going to give you a pass on that, as long as when I get cancelled for the tape I used to hold my eyes back, come to my defense in the media. Yeah, uh, the old Miley Cyrus. <laughs> did she do that? Yeah, she literally did that on like a, in a picture. She In a selfie, she did the old fingers back or whatever. Jesus Christ. And she faced little to no reproduction. Wait, reproductions? Repercussions? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Nobody, nobody forced her to have their child. No she... one fucked her because of... <laughs> Just to make it clear for Can the audience, just to make like... it clear for to the audience, I've never actually done that. I've never held my eyes back. In fact, I don't even touch my own face. He has rarely done that. <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> I will say that. Man, talk about microaggressions. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, you can tell your story because mine's gonna get cut for sure. Oh no, that that's all I was gonna say. Also, apologies to Tim because I think I'm one of the people who did do the microaggression of mishearing his name the first twenty times you said it and assuming you lived with a du- white dude named Tim. It is a little bit hard to get. Is it just me or microaggression as a term or as an accusation has really gone out of style? Right, like me apologizing for doing a microaggression. That's not something you hear anymore. Like the discourse and the word as like a buzzword have kind of gone away. Uh, yeah, sort of, I guess so. I don't know. I just don't hear people arguing about microaggressions anymore. White dudes are allowed to have dreads. We had a, you know? Yeah, they're they're allowing that, dude. I'm telling you what. Um we uh we had a seminar about it in our grad uh school seminar series and shout out to the white guy who's like, "Well, I didn't want to go to the microaggression seminar because like, you know, honestly, I'm just trying not to do macroaggressions, you know?" <laughs> <laughs> That's a sweet point. <laughs> You know how hard it is for me to just not shout the N-word at any given point throughout the day? Dude, <laughs> like, 
literally the only like straight white guy in our lab was like yeah i just didn't feel like i needed it (laughs) that was his opinion about our (laughs) microaggression seminar and it's like at what point are all these things just made for people who are in the echo chamber like (laughs) and you're right adrian if somebody doesn't go to a work sanctioned microaggression seminar how else are they gonna learn that's true. It is an optional seminar for people working on campus. But to be so boastful about it, to be like, oh, yeah, yeah I didn't is. really think like I needed that one. That is hilarious. Like, actually, this racism stuff, I've got a slam dunk on it. <sighs> yeah. Anyways, so we've uh, gone off topic for a while. Uh, should we get back on topic in some kind of way? Yeah, yeah. I don't really have a media roundup, so I'll leave it up to you if you want to talk about anything. Well, I'm not going to talk about Floris' new album, I'll tell you what. Uh, my media roundup is I went to a wrestling event this weekend. It was very fun. And uh, I did an escape room today. And we finished with 24 minutes left. And uh, we're fucking rocking it, baby. Really fun weekend. Spent more money than I wanted to. But, you know, that happens. Just be a little bit frugal for the rest of these weeks. People Venmo, Adrian, if you want them to not just be eating rice and beans every day. That hey, hey, did I, Have I told you that story? Or are you just being racist right now? <laughs> Well, I'm not trying to be racist. Those are pretty stereotypically like budget staple foods. It has nothing to Those do with your Those are pretty stereotypically ethnicity. Latino foods. <laughs> I don't think that's my fault that they're also very affordable and nutritious. Literally, foods. one of one of the slurs for Latino people is beaners. <laughs> Adrian, I, even white people eat rice and beans when they're on a budget. Maybe in the Bayou or something <laughs> like that. They live in New Orleans. <laughs> Eat some crawfish. I'm a crawfish chef. It's a white guy, by the way. Uh, okay. If you consider French people white, I think I do. <laughs> theme. All right. Where are we? Should we do the theme? theme? Let's do the theme. What's the theme? Twitch. Twitch. As you probably can tell from our introductory conversation, <laughs> the theme is Twitch. We're talking about the streaming platform for video games. Yeah, this is actually legitimately the only thing I have to contribute to this conversation, besides knowing a couple people who like stream on Twitch, Drake and Coleman do. I learned from Super Eyepatch Wolf's last video, not his most recent video, but the one before that. If you have six viewers on Twitch, you are in like the top 20% of people who have viewers on Twitch. Like, it's such a like ubiquitously distributed platform that if you can break the threshold of six people watching you, you are, like, in the top 20%. That's crazy. I guess it makes sense. Is that not? Like, that's insane, right? The same sort of thing kind of gets explored explored as if, like, it's some sort of uh, artistic work with meaning to it. But uh, Drew Gooden's latest video mm. shows that point in the fact that he tries to start a Twitch channel um, and follow along with Ninja's the famous gamer ninja. Oh yeah, he dyes his hair blue. Yeah, like a uh, masterclass on how to become a Twitch streamer. And he does like all the stuff and makes the channel. Obviously the biggest thing is if you're not already a celebrity, it's just like how do you get your f- first handful of lit watchers? And it's just like he doesn't. Yeah. I think Twitch, you have to have a selling point to start Twitch streaming. You have to at least have a couple followers already. Yeah, I don't really know who makes it organically through that. I think one of the things that he points out in that video is that uh, Ninja was just nat- naturally good at video games. Like, great at video games. Yeah, yeah. So there was at least a reason to like keep watching or whatever. But but some know. people are. Also, some people like, are just funny. They're just entertainers and they play the video game in the background well, or they just chat. That's the other thing I was going to say is that like Twitch is so big is like there's battle rap on Twitch. There's... I assume, like, not safe for work content on Twitch. There's, uh... Well, that's the whole joke about it. Was It was hard to do it for a while, so people did the whole, like, oh, if I have to wear appropriate clothing for the situation, then I'll, you know, then you got the hot tub Twitchers, because it was, like, that was their Yeah, rule. I think we talked about that with, uh, with, uh, Drake during his episode. Yeah. yeah. We know, don't need to retackle life. that, but it is a funny environment of, uh, regulations and trying to tiptoe around those rules. Mm-hmm. or find loopholes i say let the horny boys be horny let them watch I mean, their big titty twitchers big titty twitchers that reminds me of when i was talking to uh charlie about uh the uh manic pixie dream girl trope and i was like oh yeah i think for our generation that's the uh big titty goth girlfriend but i don't know <laughs> and so i tried to send him a link to uh like a tv tropes thing about uh manic pixie dream girls and then I looked up Big Titty Goths while I was at work, and I was like, you know what? I should probably figure this out later. <laughs> I should probably send this over later. 
the university asks about the university <laughs> asks you about it and you're like it's for my research come on it's for my life's work you know oh, oh you don't know about the uh the bird the titty you, you know wait no that's a no, boob. The great tit yeah oh the great tit that's okay true. how many birds are, are named after after women's breasts other than the boob and the tit uh yeah the blue-footed boobies and the tits ornithologists are horny as hell god like I'm, I'm not i'm not gonna lie man your your assessment of like conferences are just where scientists go to cheat on their wives like probably pretty true i don't even think that's my assessment i think that's just a big cultural joke because it happens so frequently so many people are in tune to scientific conferences and their repercussions for society scientific conferences have been the most detrimental thing to human society you know how many obnoxious middle school kids were born out of one night 12 years earlier at a bird conference oh thousands those are the kids in the back of the class raising their hand and playing devil's advocate those are the kids who are learning to do a rubik's cube before class mm-hmm, mm-hmm. those are the kids the reason that... ethan hawk is a thing you want to hop into the questions then uh okay yeah you want to go first yes i will okay hi dr nerd love back in december of 2019 i joined a twitch channel to help develop my skill at a certain vr game and ended up sticking around that channel up until now the person doing the streaming is an absolute sweetheart of a girl and helped me a ton with my life her small acts of kindness and genuine acceptance of my person gave me back my self-love my self-worth and managed to get me out of a very long depression we hanged out a lot why does this person not know the correct past tense of hang? We hanged out a we lot. We out a lot. We hanged out a lot in her Discord server. She'd open up to me with her problems, with some of her desires, and we would also play games together. I'm sure you can see where this is going. I started to have feelings for her. At first, I didn't really pay them attention, thinking it was not a real possibility because she lived so far away from me and kept that attraction buried. After around 10 months hanging with her and her other- I like that, so that's why he thinks that it's like, unattainable <laughs> he's like i mean obviously we would date if i was near her but she's so far away 10 months hanging with her and her other friends of the community she created the feelings grew to more than simple attraction i was longing for her <laughs> mm. i tried to approach her for a potential long distance relationship but it didn't end very well she said she wasn't ready and that she's a physical person and a distant relationship was not a possibility for her. I then spoke about it to someone else and it got her really angry about the whole situation, but we managed to get over it and move on from it. Now here's the thing. The whole situation just showed me that it was more than just a longing for a relation. I am totally in love with her. True love level of love, in fact. I've never felt feelings as strong towards anyone than what I feel for her. So I confessed those feelings to her at the end of November. That it's actually love that I feel for her, not just attraction. She repeated that she's not ready for a relationship, that she does not feel that way for me either. Still, I did something really stupid and I pushed it. I thought that the distance was the problem and that if I was willing to come to her, which I am, then maybe it could work. (laughs) I asked her to give me a chance. I told her that love can grow between two persons. That caused her to actually burst into tears as she didn't want to hurt me, but really didn't want a relationship. She really do care for me, but not in a romantic way. How do you do the verbal version of like the S-I-C in brackets? Because I just want to make it clear that he did write, she really do care for me. Paul's not Paul's not doing A-A-V-E here. She really do care for me, fam. Seeing her hurt. But not in a romantic way, blood. <laughs> Seeing her hurt over this made me slam on the brakes, or rather, it made me divert my course into a brick wall rather than keeping hurting her. Once again, sick. S-I-C. Is that like a Latin thing? Is that like... Yeah. Do you know... It stands for Psychology, which is uh, Tech Nine's latest album. <laughs> I love her with all my heart, and it's stronger than the very desire of being with her. I'd rather suffer than see her suffer from this. The whole unrequited love made me have several mental breakdowns in the following day. I went into heavy crying for several hours, several times, silent screaming from heartache. The pain is very real, and the only time I felt something as intense is from the death of a dear one. That said, I still want to be with her very badly. I don't know if there's any path for me to take that could result in that situation without her getting wounded in the process. She still want to be friends, very much so. Sick. And I don't want to end that friendship, but it was pretty clear that if needed, it will happen. I totally get that she wants to be left alone in that regard. 
and I am not going to make any direct move in that direction. I'd rather stay her friend than have her disappear from my life. Is there a chance that she can eventually love me? How? Is my love situation hopeless? Thanks. Yo, that one's sad. That's a sad one, Paul. What are you talking about? I think he has a shot. Okay, I mean, stay in the friend zone. And first of all, friend zone doesn't exist. That's just called being friends with a woman. But he's in the friend zone. I'll tell you what. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a snake in the grass, hang out around her, sabotage her other relationships. That's actually a really cool dude thing to do. Is anytime she has another boyfriend, be like, he doesn't treat you right. Like, be like a weird hanger on type dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he got you fried chicken 15 minutes after you wanted it. <laughs> Maybe that guy's not for you. Maybe he's uh, not for you. I if, Wait. If I was on. with you. Just... Wait, did I tell you about that guy at the camping trip? <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say off off pod, wasn't there a guy who like tried to sneak in on you and or whatever? Yeah, yeah, he did the, if you got me water, I would really appreciate it. Because apparently I was too snappy with her when I told her I don't want water. Oh my god. <laughs> Dude, some dudes be the coolest. Some dudes are dope. Yeah, be one of those. Be like a creepy hanger on type dude. Um, So we had this incident earlier today where uh one of... Uh, so this is a friend group where I'm not super familiar with everybody there. It's mostly just me and Pierce and Nicole and then people that they know. And they were talking about like, oh, if we go on this trip to Mexico, there's a there's a proposal package. So maybe uh, Fred will propose to Jan. And they were like, it's got to happen. Like, we got to get them on. And they were like, oh, you guys, you will love this story. So Fred was like clearly in love with Jan since like high school. And like he paid for everything that she did. We'd go on vacations. We'd go to dinner. And Fred would pay for everything that Jan did. And like clearly he was in love with her. And Jan obviously knew it. And like they didn't get together until like maybe like two years ago or whatever during the quarantine. And like I was like everyone at that table was like trying their best not to be too weird about it. But being like this seems like she's taking advantage of him in every single way like no one wanted to say it outright but people were like this like you're telling the story as if it's like really beautiful and really heartfelt and like really cute and it's like not <laughs> like i mean I they were like fred had fred had girlfriends whenever and even though he was still clearly obsessed with jan and like you know you know eventually they finally got together during quarantine and like you know they're gonna get married they live in a house together now and everything we it was just one of those things where I was like, I don't, I don't know how you tell this story as if it's like a really cute story. I don't even know if it sounds like he was, or I don't know if it sounds like she was taking advantage of him. It sounds like, I mean, maybe in some way she was, but also it sounds like he was being weird too. I don't really think of that dude as a victim, right? Like you need to, I mean, this goes back to the question we're answering for this Twitch guy. It's so funny. He wants. He played the long game. It's so funny. He wants. Yeah, 10 months. Come on, Jesus. Do 10 months. You know how much pussy you could have gotten in 10 months, bro? If my life is anything to go by based on averages like 0. 0.6. Not bad. Yeah. What, what I was going to say is I was doing the jokey advice of like, I still think you have a shot. It was, it's incredible that he's still like, I still want to be her friend. It's like, no, man, you clearly can't be her friend. Come on, take a hint. There's no way you're not going to fall, be in love with her. Like, for your own sake, there's no way to move forward in this friendship. Yeah, I would agree. That that was the weird thing that he was saying, where it was like, if it hurts her more, I'd rather just not be out of her life, but I can't stand to not have her in my life. It's just like, what, what, what Shakespeare-ass shit are you on? Yeah. Like, <laughs> What are you doing? She, Maybe just meet some more people in your life. She'll she'll make other friends. She'll be fine. Hurt her. I, I promise. You'll make you. other friends. You'll you'll fall in love with other people if you just meet some other people. Exactly. And it is so funny how much he's setting himself up for, like you said, this Shakespearean narrative. <laughs> but if you're listening, dude, that was just me trying to give it good advice to look cool in front of our audience. You really should totally yeah. go for it. I think she's into you. You should go for it. Yeah. No, I think you should try and sneak a kiss. That's the coolest <laughs> way to do it. I think you should write her a long email. Girls love that. Ooh. Oh, God. Did I did I tell you that part of the uh, stalker story that like part <laughs> of it did involve him leaving a long note for my roommate? And she didn't want to read it. And she was like, if you want to read it, you can. But like, I'm not going to read it. And I was like, yeah, I'll read it. That sounds fun. <laughs> and? <laughs> and God, it was, it was, it was so bad. It was so bad. Like My grammatically, was, thematically. Uh... Oh, no. Well, I, I don't want to make fun of someone because they're not super educated. But yes, it was also grammatically bad. <laughs> but also it was one of those things where it was like, you know, obviously you're beautiful. But what I, what I like most about you is your smarts. 
You're a smart lady. <laughs> I was like, this is so funny. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> oh my god. That guy probably um, still listens to this podcast knowing that you're her ex-roommate. Like, what if I get a hint about her life and that could get us back together? Hey, what if that works? Um, Yeah, I don't know. There's something about... You know, people talk about how, like, you're never really going to know what it's like to be a young woman growing up in this world, but there was something about reading the love letter from a deranged ex-boyfriend that, like, kind of made me understand what it was like, where I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, this shit's ridiculous, this shit is crazy and scary. Also, I will say, one of the, like, if you feel a lot of heartbreak or you feel emotions really strongly, I think one of the best ways to put that into perspective is seeing somebody otter and Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah. weirder than you articulate also, can those I just feelings say like because it makes you realize. Of, like this is the perfect example of like old Oprah advice: like write a letter, throw it away. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> There's probably nothing better for like realizing where or what is going wrong in your life than to write a letter and don't throw it away. Read it a couple months later and be like, "Oh Jesus Christ, I was going through something weird. Thank God I didn't send that shit." <laughs> Dear Paul, it's been a couple months, you still ain't writing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, like, you read, like, this guy with the Twitch girl. Like, it really puts things in perspective where you're like, damn, every time, like, I felt rejected and was pining for someone, it is really good I acted in a healthy way and let that go instead of allowing those strong feelings to make me act like an absolute deluded weirdo. I think it actually kind of yeah. helps you act normal in your life to see people do yeah. shit like this. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, it's one of those things where, like, I feel like I know a couple of friends from high school where, like, they borderlined on this, but not nearly anywhere as strong on this, but, like, there were a couple of people where I was like, oh, yeah, that guy, friend of mine, is, like, super into that girl, and she's never gonna be into him, it's, you know, you kind of just have to, he's not doing anything weird or creepy about it, so, like, who cares at this point? Just the whole, like, the only thing stopping us from being together is the distance. If, if, <laughs> if I could get there in a flash, we'd be together in a flash. Oh my god, the not being able to see that she probably just, like, she does genuinely like him as a friend to some extent and is just trying to say anything to kind of make this go away and he's believing what she's saying and then making her super uncomfortable by being like, oh, well, if the problem is I don't live there, then maybe I could move there. And she's like, fuck, I didn't think you would <laughs> offer to move here. I need to come up with a new reason <laughs> that we can't be together. Oh my god. It, it it does also have this whole thing of like, you know, people like to talk about this in the uh, bread tube space, but uh, parasocial relationships. I was thinking of that, but she seems small time enough and interacting with him enough that it's no longer a parasocial relationship. You think she's not putting up a front? It's just like, this is who I am. I think parasocial relationships, it, it, like she's responding. So there is some parody. So it's, it's not mm. completely one sided, right? Okay, okay. You know, a parasocial relationship still... is more yeah, yeah, you yeah, becoming right. obsessive curated, about. More curated, yeah. yeah about somebody who you're never going to actually have a relationship with. He does have a relationship with this person. They are, to some extent, friends. You just changed my mind. He should go for it. <laughs> they are real friends. <laughs> this, uh, this also reminds me of I Knew a Girl who started a Discord for a bunch of guys she met online through different like methods, other Discords and mm. various things. And she had, like, 10 to 20 of these types of dudes in her life. Like, just people who were clearly in love with her. Like, she made a little community of friends <laughs> out of dudes who were in love with her. Just to compliment her? Or, like, big up her? Or, like, what? Uh, I don't know. They had a book club. They would watch movies. They would talk. They would read books for her? Like, I'm not reading books for anybody, man. I swear to God. This, them thing's too long. I read, I'll read, like, a Mao, like, pamphlet, but, like, I'm not gonna read fucking Catcher in the Rye for a, for a partner. Adrian, I don't think you've ever been as bad down as these dudes seemed. Come on. <laughs> I've been fucked up. I've been down, down, bad. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Oh, actually, that reminds me of, uh... Okay, so, yeah, this actually reminds me of seventh grade. I had a friend, who I think we both know, who was super into this one girl... And so it was one of those like middle schooly things where uh, I saw him reading Twilight and I asked him about it and he was like, oh, well, I'm reading it because like this girl that I'm talking to is like really into it. So, you know, I don't want to have something to talk to her about it. And it never went anywhere. And it was so I guess like puppy love is like the term for it when you're young. When you're young, you can still get away with it without being like weird about it. But like this seems like older people. So I don't know if it has that same kind of air of uh, 
adults will look at it and be like, oh, yeah, I mean, hey, maybe one day he's going to he's going to catch her fancy when he really. Yeah, he develops and gets a big boy job or something. I don't even know. I think he should become a competing Twitch streamer. Oh, so that she loves him. Yeah, if he becomes a bigger Twitch streamer than her by the laws of equivalence. Equivalent exchange. The laws of equivalent exchange. She has to love him. Mm. He should get really... He should. He was a skater boy. She said, see you later, boy. He wasn't good enough for her. Now he's on TV. And he owns Twitch. And he pays her paycheck. And he says, uh, want to go on a date now? Jeff Bezos owns Twitch because Amazon owns Twitch. Exactly. This is Jeff Bezos. Oh my god. Ooh, but then he's bald. Jeffrey. Why would a girl ever date a bald guy? That's a good question. I'm not gonna lie. I've been asking myself that for a long time. <laughs> now, what if he was hanging out of the passenger side of his best friend's ride, trying to holler trying at to her? Holler at me. I would say it's like me not wanting any of the ten seasons of an NBC sitcom because I don't want those grubs. Um. Okay. So yeah, I I think this guy's cool. I think he's doing the right thing. I think he belongs with her. I think he should do a grand gesture. That's usually what people um, prescribe for people like this. You know, like a real throw rocks at her window and have a boom box. And, you know, mm. you belong with me. You belong with me. Mm. And then when she says no, you're just like, ah, come on. Like, come on, tits. I think one of the other things, you also got to give up on that friendship. That friendship's not doing anything for you, man. Yeah. You got you to, gotta, you gotta, don't worry about like, oh, I don't want to not be friends anymore if she rejects me. It's like, no, maybe you should. Cut it off. It's an internet friendship. You can find another internet friendship. The best thing you can do is cut it off, work out really hard in the gym for like 10 years, and get really handsome. And the next time you see her, she's like, oh, I didn't, oh, oh, uh, John 6969 Queef Burglar. I, I didn't know you got so handsome. And then you're just like, yeah. Well, I'm with Stacy now, so, you know. Mm. And then, you know, win it that way. Cool. Do you want to hear the answer from Nerdlove? Uh, Dr. Nerdlove's going to be like, um... Check out Andrew Tate. He's got good advice. Honestly, it's a long answer, so I'm going to try to speed through it and uh, hit... I think I'm going to have to do that, too. Bullet yeah. points. Dr. Nerdlove, I see that it's that time of year again when I have to talk about not just parasocial relationships, but online-only hey. relationships as well. Parasocial relationships are, put simply, one-sided relationships that people form with individuals who they see in media. Because we see or hear somebody so often, whether on TV, YouTube, podcasts, Twitch, or in the movies, we start to feel as though we actually know them. And for many, that sense of familiarity can feel a lot like a personal connection. While the phenomena is practically older than steam, people have formed these sorts of connections on silent film stars after all. It's especially prominent with the advent of podcasts, YouTube, Twitch, TikTok, and other forms of digital media. First, there's the fact that these creators are incentivized to push out as much content as possible. Podcasts come out on a weekly basis. YouTubers and Twitch streamers will often post multiple times a week, often with videos or streams that run for hours at a time, and short-form digital media like TikTok encourages a veritable deluge of videos. The literal weeks of content that come out from creators on a regular basis can accelerate the sense of familiarity and connection. Then there's the fact that a lot of digital content creators, especially streamers and YouTubers, have financial incentive to create a sense of community and intimacy with their audience, giving people this feeling that they're on a first intimate name basis with their favorite streamers or podcasters or what have you encourages not just emotional investment, but financial investment, either indirectly through views or directly through merch sales or crowdfunding. As the medium and industries have progressed, the sense of community and access has grown to include private online communities like discords, where people feel like they have even more direct access to their idols and favorite creators. And hey, I get it. One of the things that's been keeping me sane as an extrovert in lockdown has been going for long walks while listening to episodes of Rebel FM, Behind the Bastards, You're Wrong About, and Critical Role. Ugh, what a, what a, what a good list of podcasts that Dr. Nerd loved to listen to. <laughs> I know, all those podcasts are like basically inoffensive, but also, yeah, you know what? Mm -hmm. We're not looking for that smoke. Mm. Having those regular voices with me as I go through my day at least partially scratches my need for company. I can completely understand the sense of, yes, my friends, I know them well. However, even when you're a regular on their Discord, it's not the same as actually getting to know them or having an intimate relationship with them. They may be fairly open with their lives. 
Oh my god, I'm okay, skim, skim, skim. Him talking about using the old internet and Usenet and email and MUDs. Talking about how a lot of his old internet friends, he didn't stay friends with them after meeting them in person. As a sage once said, love isn't brains, children, it's blood. There's hosts of physical and social cues that affect who we're attracted to in ways we can't consciously perceive. Don't tell this guy this. He's going to be like, oh, she just met me in person. She would understand Mm. she loves me. And just as importantly, we can only determine those cues in person. It's not how they look or how well the two of you get along online or chatting. It's how they smell, how they taste, the timber of their voice, even little social cues like how they treat others, such as say the wait staff at a restaurant or bar. Without those, well, you're making your best guess and hoping that the rest actually falls in line. And a lot of the time it doesn't. Skim, skim, skim. I hate to say this, but intensity isn't the measure of a depth of feeling. You may have intense feelings for somebody, but that's not the same thing as true love, my dude. What you have is limerence. It's a type of crush that's marked by intrusive thoughts about the crush object and a deep, almost obsessive emotional fixation on the other person. The problem is that the intensity and the obsessive nature of it makes it feel like it's much more than it actually is. Skim, skim, skim. The bad news is no, there isn't any way forward with your crush. There's times when she said she wasn't ready and she wasn't a physical person and doesn't do long distance. Those are all what are called soft no's, ways of turning down without rejecting them directly. People, women, and femme-socialized folks especially use these because it's seen as being less direct and less hurtful, and frankly less dangerous than just no, I'm not interested. Skim, skim, skim. Once again, so no, my dude, that's never going to happen. There's no path forward for you, and you're lucky that she's still willing to be friendly with you. Your only path forward, such as it is, is to let this go. There's nothing to be done here, and frankly, the amount of time and effort you're willing to spend to try to win her over would be far better spent finding someone who's close by, who is available, and who critically is interested in you, too. Hmm. This is just a strong crush that got intensified by the nature of digital celebrity for suitably shallow definitions of celebrity, and you tripped over your dick. You'll recover, you'll do it in the future, and the worst that'll happen is that you'll try really hard to change the subject if it ever comes up in the future. Your embarrassment at your past self will make you want to dig a hole in the ground and pull it in after you. Learn for this, and you won't make these mistakes in the future. Good luck. I didn't expect a advice column that uses fem socialized to also use the term tripped over your dick. <laughs> That's kind of a cool dichotomy. That's kind of how I would describe our podcast, to be honest with you. Honestly, kind of, yeah. <laughs> Dr. Nerd Love's cooler than I gave him credit for. Um, long-winded as he is. Hey, look who's talking. Glass houses. Um, I wish he'd mentioned moving on a little bit more. Yeah, probably. But overall, good answer. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's one of those things where, like, it's a tough love question. And, like, how, as an advice columnist who doesn't know somebody, doesn't know their sensibilities, doesn't know their thresholds for pain or uncomfortableness, how do you write a tough love answer to someone who you don't know, you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like, the answer could have been much more succinct, much more... Like, if Willie D had answered this question, he'd been like, dog, you gotta find someone else. You gotta... <laughs> you gotta... Find someone else and fuck them. See ya. (laughs) All right, Adrian, I'm going to go grab another drink. Do you want to go to your call? Uh, Yeah, sure. Sounds good. So mine is also from Ask Dr. Nerd Love. Uh, So this is a little bit of a Dr. Nerd Love sandwich. No. What would you call it if the middle is Dr. Nerd Love? I I feel like that's always the joke is a sandwich. It's it's not by the bread. It's by the filling. So we are are correct. It is the Dr. Nerd Love sandwich. Okay. So this is from Kotaku. Ask Dr. Nerdlove, my girlfriend's Twitch fame is ruining our relationship. Also, do you think there's anything, like, off-rip that, like, we're gonna get roasted on for not mentioning about Twitch? That, like, we didn't mention Fortnite once (laughs) during this episode? Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, okay, what do I have to say about Fortnite? Oh, you know that Fortnite song that's to the tune of American Boy? Uh. No, but I love that song. My roommate didn't know that that was based off American Boy. He didn't know the original. He thought the Fortnite song was a was an original composition, which I loved. Can you imagine being like, yo, I love White and Nerdy. That's such a cool original song by Weird Al. <laughs> uh, Did I ever tell you about the time where I was really into Weird Al in middle school because of your friend, Sean Sprott? And so he, he burnt me the CDs. I had them on my iPod. I was really into Weird Al. And it was right during the uh, white and nerdy phase. And so I bought a hoodie that said white and nerdy. I was wearing it. I got 
to school late, I think, and so I was wearing it in the halls alone, and a teacher who spotted me came to me, looked at my sweater, and was like, but you're not nerdy. Because she didn't understand that it was, like, self-degrading, but also I was like, I'm not white. <laughs> like, what, what do you... What? What do you think this is? This is not punitive. This isn't me wearing a dunce cone on my head. Like, what do you think this is? I like that that's the one she defended you on, because the other one, she was like, well, that's a good thing, so I wouldn't want to tell him he's not white. But nerdy, come on. You are white. <laughs> you she are was, white she was big up in me. Young man. She was like, you're not nerdy. You're definitely white, though. Come on, bro. Let's go colonize some shit. Oh, my God. All right. What were we talking about? Hello, Internet. Welcome to Ask a Doctor Nerd Love, the only dating column that's authorized under Article 15 of the Shadow Proclamation. This week, we're talking about dating anxieties and inconvenient emotions, whether it's jealousy springing from one reader's partner's newfound fame or a crush that couldn't come at a worse time. Handling those obnoxious moments of doubt and insecurity is a part of how we make relationships work. Here we go. Dear Doc, My girlfriend and I have been seeing each other for four strong years. After graduating from school, she found a job out of the city, and we try our best to visit each other every two to three weeks. As recently as a few months ago, she started devoting her time to Twitch professionally. While I'm proud of her for finding a lucrative hobby, I've found that it hurt our relationship. We communicate less, and I've found found it difficult accepting and being accustomed to the notion of her receiving donations and having to speak with so many men. I recently discovered that she's been receiving gifts from one in the mail personally. This individual even offered to buy her lingerie, and she declined. Despite all this, she has agreed to meet with him in person, and has met other fans or online friends IRL without telling me. I've struggled to determine if my fears here are warranted. I worry about her safety, but there's the jealous boyfriend part of me that believes this is inappropriate. I think she needs to reevaluate her values and her integrity. There's a part where she needs to draw the line and remember that she's not single. It's already difficult enough doing long distance, but now there's probably hundreds of guys that want to sleep with her that she needs to talk to and she's beginning to meet. It's a precarious situation. Can you make sense out of this for me? We have a mutual friend that makes over $70,000 US on Twitch alone, and she's warned both of us that it will destroy our relationship. I'm inclined to agree. Thanks, Doc. A worried fan. Hey, he used to have her locked down, and now that she sees other men want her, he's getting scared. Go get your bag, girl. Leave this loser. It almost seems like more of a long-distance relationship question than it does a Twitch question. Well, no, there's the added element of the fact that she has a lot of attention from other internet strangers. If if you think, if, if he was there every day, though, do you think it would clearly be remedied to also why would you be upset you should be like yeah hell yeah to get them to mail you gifts give them my address and say you want an xbox yeah tell them you want the uh new the newest fleshlight be like oh lingerie is great but actually right now i don't need that what i do need is a cool authentic samurai sword i would love a gift card to taco bell cantina (laughs) let's name more things cool dudes love oh Samurai swords, Taco Bell Cantina gift cards. <laughs> Actually, if you could send me a Buffalo Bills jersey, uh, number 50, Ryan Howard, that would be great. <laughs> it, it really, when you think about it, those those uh, those old school jerseys show about as much skin as lingerie. So just go ahead and send that my way. Also, my address is in a whole different state than I've cle- previously claimed to live in. Uh, What else? What else? What else? So I think this person, I think he should become one of her Twitch followers under a fake account, and he should test oh, their yeah. relationship. This is the healthiest way to do it. Spend months forming a personal, strong, emotional connection with your girlfriend, you already pretending to be another likes. person. You know how to make her perfect man. Yeah. And then you try to get her to cheat with that other person. And if Ooh. she does, you fucking bitch it with me the whole time, and I fucking caught you. Mm-hmm. I think that's a very healthy, emotionally mature way to deal with this. Yeah, leave her before she leaves you. She's getting all this attention from other guys. She's going to leave you. So go ahead and cheat first. Mm. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> Should we give real advice? Okay, uh, we've done ironically bad advice that emotionally 
immature morons would like do without thinking about it because that's how people react when they don't understand their own feelings. My real advice? I don't know. How do you feel about this level of fame? Like, how would you process this level of fame? I would try to get in on it. I would be like, let's do a couple stream. Like, why would you not? Like, No, because that's going to get way less uh, attention than her personal streams. I guess so. And then it's going to become incredibly clear what the situation is. Then it's going to be like, oh, okay, so they're they're here for her as a single woman. Adrian, are you accusing women who are popular online of doing it through some sort of like, uh, by by no, achieving I'm, I'm that saying, fame and authentically because men like them? Because I think that's kind of misogynistic of you. No, I'm saying when you specifically Twitch stream with your partner and you see how low the views are, you're going to realize that it's because Izzy is just very popular with the boys online. I was going to say, why am I like a cartoon villain with dollar signs in my eyes? But I would think this was so cool i'd be like hell yeah <laughs> like for th- i don't know dating a celebrity seems fun i don't <laughs> yeah i mean the the like the thing is always going to be like as her options expand you're always worried that she's going to replace you with someone better so i would say stop worrying and uh you know start learning more of plato's philosophy that way you can be the intellectual equal to her as she grows in her uh twitch uh career yeah, I feel like let it ride, man. If she finds something, like what, you're going to drag her down to your level to stop her from finding someone better? Like, just let it ride. If she leaves you, she leaves you and you'll find someone else. Yeah. But like, have fun while it's happening, while you're dating a celebrity. Yeah, I don't know. Like, she's she's blossoming. She's doing her thing. You should feel good for her. You're probably going to lose her. I think I would come to terms with that. That's probably going to be a thing. But enjoy it while you're you on the ride. You think so? Gonna like, what, what, what? She's going to... She's going to start dating one of these weird hanger-ons. Girls don't like weird hanger-ons. I don't think that's like a real fear. I, 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 I find it hard to imagine that if she gets the attention of enough people that she's making a living off of Twitch, that one of them is not going to be better than her boyfriend. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, either way, the advice is let it ride. I guess the lingerie thing and meeting the guy who wanted to buy her lingerie is like odd from a safety perspective so i guess if you want to do that like hey you probably shouldn't that's that's like obfuscating the thing i think him doing like the it's not safe thing is clearly like a veil for like his well the problem is he's right it's not safe but it's very clear that concentrating on that but like yeah yeah i see what you're saying the concentrating on that is very clearly him trying to use that as a win on a grander point that to me it's one of those things where there's clearly multiple examples of her like maybe meeting somebody like somewhere safer in a group setting or something like that and he hung on to that one because he was like that's the one where i know that that would be unsafe and other people would agree with me on that exactly yeah you're right i can i can win that argument he he is hanging on to the one situation where he can kind of win the argument but otherwise yeah she can meet her fans man come on also us seventy thousand dollars a year on twitch maybe date that person that you guys both know (laughs) god damn also, I know you said earlier that Hassan Piker is not, like, one of the biggest people on Twitch, but if you look up 10 biggest earners on Twitch... I, I think, think he, he is, is one of the, the biggest, 10. but I don't yeah, think he's he is the like biggest. Yeah, he is, like, top 10. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, not at all. Like, what? of course he's not. He's spewing leftist politics. He's never going to be the biggest person on, like, a Twitch platform, but... I mean, he is biggest if you count, like, shoulder width. Oh, if you're, like, amount of Turkishness, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so anything else about this? So your partner... Oh, um, Paul. Let me let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. What if it wasn't Twitch? What if it was like your partner gets big on TikTok, your partner gets big on Instagram? Do those like do, how would you feel about that situation? I I don't think I would care for any of them to be honest with you. You wouldn't like them? What? Uh don't care for or don't care about. I don't I wouldn't care about any of them. I think it would be cool in any situation. Gotcha. Do you think you would be trying to, like, move into her content? That way it's kind of like a couples thing, or would you be like... <laughs> well, not to make it a couples thing out of some sort of jealousy, but out of the fact that, come on, who doesn't want to be... Who doesn't want to be a content creator? Creating creating media is the easiest fucking job in America. It's a scam. I would want my partner to be like a Kenji Lopez alt, where, like, anytime he's like, oh, I think my daughter's coming, he cuts off the camera. <laughs> <laughs> I would want to be a complete mystery, yeah. Actually, I think I was thinking about this the other day with, like, FoodTube, or maybe it's another type of YouTube where, like, maybe it's commentary. Actually, yeah, it's, like, commentary where, like, Drew Gooden and, like, Danny Gonzalez were, like, Drew Gooden has his wife in a bunch of videos, and so does Scott Kramer, and then Danny Gonzalez, I think he's married, but, like, he never puts his wife in his videos, presumably because she doesn't want to be in there. 
I just kind of like that dichotomy of like, there are certain people who are just like, nope, it's just me. Like, I'm not going to like show you my dog. I'm not going to show you my family. I'm not going to show you my wife. Like, it's it's just me. Mm. My daughter looked just like Sia. You can't see her. All right. Should we read this answer? Yeah, let's get to it. From Dr. Nerd Love. This is also a long answer. He is a loquacious fellow. I'd say congratulations to your girlfriend for apparently finding some success as a professional internet personality. AWF. But it seems like this is already causing you some stress. Allow me to reassure you, a lot of the problems you're having are in your head. I'm not being dismissive of your concerns, it's just that you're an example of the problem you're having isn't the problem you think you're having, and we're going to have to dig into both to work things out. Let's start out with your worries about your girlfriend and her fans. Part of trying to succeed at any business, especially one as personality-driven as Twitch, is building your audience. When you're starting out, being accessible and approachable is a huge part of how to connect with them. By making people feel like they're a part of things by forming a community, you start to build a core group of fans who will then become your marketing force. They become your internet street team, as it were, sharing links and commenting and driving more people your, more people your way. Community meetups are all a part of the building your brand, promoting yourself, and helping develop that sort of tribal identity, and this is all part of how we market ourselves in the internet era. Of course, one of the drawbacks of being a visible woman on the internet is that a lot of dudes have shitty boundary issues and will assume or try to create levels of intimacy that aren't there. One of the ways of doing this, trying to buy her affections by sending gifts, including wildly inappropriate ones like lingerie. This means trying to find a balance between rejecting the gift or accepting it without strings or keeping the fun, which can be difficult at times. So, much as with people who date celebrities, you're going to have to accept that this is part of the price of entry for her new job. That being said, the problem isn't that they're all guys who want to bang your girlfriend. The problem is you. You're jealous of these other guys who suddenly are in her life. See, the fact that other folks want to sleep with your sweetie doesn't mean that you're suddenly that suddenly your competition has increased and now your relationship is in danger. That's actually a really good point that we forgot to point out, is that there's probably plenty of people who wanted to sleep with your girlfriend before she got famous. <laughs> you know your, like, kind of crusty friend John who always made way better jokes when she was around? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he wants to sleep with her. The fact that other people might want to sleep with her doesn't mean anything if she doesn't want to sleep with them. The problem is that you don't seem to trust her or your relationship, and that is relationship poison. Being long distance is hard enough and puts a significant strain on a relationship, especially if there's no end date in sight. Being long distance and not trusting your girlfriend to be true to you? That's a deal killer, my friend. Uh, that's a deal breaker, ladies. Hey, that's a deal breaker, ladies, whether there's anything untoward going on or not. If you want to fix things and make sure your relationship can go the distance, you need to fix things on your end. The magic words here are communication, communication, communication. If you're constantly complaining about her job and her fans when you talk, I'm not surprised that you're talking less. How would you feel if she were always telling you how much she hates the things that you love? It can help to get more familiar with her business plans, with how she's marketing things, or how she, or how these meetups... Mm go disagree with that but let's move on getting jealous and insecure about the attention she's getting will just push her away do not try to become her manager to control her i could 100 percent see somebody misreading that as i'm gonna manage her twitch career 20 percent, baby <laughs> off top <laughs> you know what i mean like start giving her tips about how to be more wholesome it's like that's what this guy wants to do and that's the problem like he needs to yeah. decouple from caring about how she conducts herself on twitch <laughs> not become her manager or whatever he was kind of implying there at the end should he just start an only fans <laughs> be like see you don't like it when i do it uh double standard much <laughs> It turns out, despite the context of patriarchy, if we switch roles, everything seems crazy now, doesn't it? Whoa! It's just topsy-turvy. What if my shoes were my hat? Whoa! <laughs> you should do an arrested development and teach her a lesson by mailing her a bomb from a crazed fan. <laughs> so she knows how dangerous oh, her Twitch fans can be. Oh, God. 
<laughs> set up an elaborate situation where he shows her how a man has his arm ripped off by <laughs> her wanting to have a Twitch meetup with her fans. That is one of those crazy things, though, where there are fans that, like, figure out where a K-pop idol lives based on, like, the reflection of her glasses and, like, the window yeah. of her apartment or whatever. It's not as funny as when Nathan For You does, or when Nathan Fielder does the thing where, like, uh, what is it? Like, he always has something, he did a Conan O'Brien interview where everything that he did had a reflection of porn on his screen. That was, was on like, Instagram, in but he, he, like, showed off the yeah, yeah, bands yeah. on Conan. And it was like a spoon, and it was like glasses, and it was like something else. Yeah, a rear view mirror in his car, and he has a laptop in his back. <laughs> the back seat of his car with <laughs> with gay porn on it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, anything else about this guy being a weirdo? I don't think he's a weirdo. It's the same as the previous guy. It's just all this stem. All this stems from like ego and insecurity and it makes you feel sad and when you're on the outside it's really easy to look at and mock but if you were jordan peterson what would you tell this young man it's, it's so hard to be a a male in in this day and age and with disney and cancel culture how it is uh a woman could go on twitch and wear makeup and high heels clearly displaying her arousal to her audience and these Poor young men, on the other end, will send her money and affection. I think that's what Jordan Peterson would say. All right. Now do you want to know what Jordan Peele would say? Oh, what would Jordan Peele say? What if, like, something creepy happened to a black person? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do you want to know what Jordan Sparks would say? Let's hear it. Sure, he's acting crazy, but, like, what if you got his name on your body in ink? Just like a tattoo. I'll always have you. Do you want to know what Michael Jordan would say? <laughs> what would he say? He would say, what What? What if you, uh, what if you bet on it? What? If, I, I would put, I would put, like, 20k on that, at least. <laughs> I bet she's gonna leave you. I bet she's gonna leave you. I'll put 20k on her leaving you in the month. Should we do a uh, Big Facts No Cap, try and get out of here? Yeah, sure. I was I was going to say, I feel like this is our opportunity to do a, before we do a Big Facts No Cap, to do kind of a roundup of how we feel about Twitch. Could you imagine if somebody had to watch you play tic-tac-toe in elementary school and you had to keep it lively for the audience? Um, no, I, I had some close games <laughs> in elementary school. There was, there was some real, like, you know, real nail biters. So, I don't know. I don't know about that, to be honest. Really? Uh, maybe we should have done, you know, we should have done Oregon Trail. That one has, that one's also mostly text-based. Wait, also, but, like, did you guys actually do that? Because I never played that game in elementary school. I actually didn't play it, but I remember we had it. Uh, I remember being kind of intimidated to pick the computers during free time because I didn't really know how they worked. There's been a ton of remakes. I feel like every system has an Oregon Trail. You could put it on your phone right now and play it, man. Live out your dream. You know, I've never gotten to. I wish I could. I would do it. I would do it right now. We should have done it for the third saggy. Maybe another time. All right. Our new theme, Oregon Trail. <laughs> Starting from now. Let's start from here. How do you feel about Oregon? How do you feel about trails? Not a big fan of Oregon because I think they failed and Portland isn't weird anymore. They couldn't keep Portland weird and I'm pissed. I was going to say Oregon was started as like a white ethno state. So like, you know, if you're living in Oregon, that's something to remember. Just, uh, you know. The weather's cool. That's, you know, whatever you want to do. That's on you. All right. All right. Big facts, no cap. Big facts, no cap. Yeah. Big facts. Twitch is hard work. Don't go into it lightly. You got to be entertaining and play boring video games. My no cap. If you're going to be streaming, you should be pissing on some guy in Belgium. Streaming that way. You know what I mean? Is that a streamer you know about? Uh, that is a reference to the last see, uh, scene in season three of Atlanta. I didn't. She wasn't streaming it. She was. Uh, she was just. She was streaming though. <laughs> I guess all pissing is technically streaming. All pissing is streaming. Thank you. Thank you very much. And that's all I'm gonna say. And that's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say. All right. Bye, Adrian. It was a fun one, my man. Hey, bye-bye.
It's the number one champion sound. Yeah, Estelle, we about to get down. Ten kills on the board right now. Just wiped out Tomato Town. Bet they give me a pound. I revived him. Now we're heading southbound. Set up a motor. We need more seats. We just sold out all the floor seats. Take me to your Xbox to play Fortnite today. Take me to New York. I love to see LA. I really want to come pick it with you. We can be pro Fortnite gamers.